Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Has this ever happened to you? You put some money in a savings account with a uh, great rate. But that promotional savings rate came crashing down. You deserve better. Take just five minutes and open a Capital One savings account online. You'll get one of the nation's best rates that's not a promotional rate. Welcome to Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Offered by Capital One NA member FDIC. Copyright 2017 Capital One. Blog Talk Radio. You can't hear the party, go on, put your hands up. If you want to get it started, go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up. Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. If you can't hear the party, go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up. Good evening and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. I want to thank you again for joining us tonight. We'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, movie reviews, and of course, hot topics. Now, tonight we welcome actor, writer, and I'm sorry, songwriter uh, David Raines, who's in the new movie Southpaw. Then, author and loveologist Carmen Allgood joins us to discuss her studies and teachings on the subject of love. As always, once you call us your questions and comments, the number is 267. 5210189 again that's 2675210189 you can also join us in chat there's a link on our facebook page also we're all over social media facebook twitter google plus instagram and of course our official website thestevenknightshow.com connect with us let us know your thoughts call on our artists submit your music to submissions at thestevenknightshow.com so adam what's going on chicas out tonight how are you doing i'm doing pretty good steven how are you I'm doing good. How was your weekend? It was good. Nice, relaxing. Um, wasn't too hot as it's been, you know, the past couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, yeah, and it's good. It's How was good. yours? How was your uh, show? It was good. We had a good performance, really good performance um, uh, on Saturday night. It was um, at the Coconut Lounge, Coconut something lounge. <laughs> but um, it was actually really nice. It was <laughs> something I do every every month. Um, and it's, it's for all types, all types of entertainment, you know, actors, singers, um, rappers, just some of everything. It's kind of a mixture. But the way they do it, they have, like, headliner performance, and then they have, like, a um, soundtrack, and they have comedians. I forgot comedians there, too. Uh, they had a comedian who oh, kind of wow. hosted it. But, you know, I haven't performed since February, but I did. I mean, it went very well. A lot of people came up to me and wanted my information, and it was great. It was a great feeling, so. You know, I'm about to start working on a new project, so that kind of, you know, reignited my uh, my passion, I guess. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was definitely a good time. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. um, 
It was it was good. It was good. Yeah. And now Do we, I you have any video footage of it? I don't. I don't. Um, but I'm gonna do better with that. I'm gonna do better with that. But prior to that, earlier in the day, I met a uh, well, Miss Parker who's on the line. Miss Parker and um, some of our old coworkers from our old job. We always keep in touch. We had a blast. Tell about Miss Parker. How are you doing? First of all. Hey, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah, we I'll talk about our get together for mm-hmm. each other's birthday. Um, we haven't worked together in five years, and I just think it's amazing that we managed to all keep in touch and we still get together for each other's birthdays, which is something we did when we worked together. Um, but right. we are continuing with the tradition. So it was Esther's birthday is actually next week, but um, with her family and, and, and stuff that she has planned, we decided to celebrate early, and then we did it at one of our mutual coworkers and friends' house in Ellenwood. Um, he has an amazing house, a game room. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. His, his house is decked out. It's really nice. So mm-hmm. we were there for um, the entire afternoon on Saturday. It was really, really an amazing time. It's good catching up. We we you know get together four or five times a year, and, and it's always really great to see everyone. Yeah, it was. It was an awesome, awesome time. And they had an amazing birthday cake for her. They had a um, red velvet um it was like a layer cake and had red velvet on the, and a key lime pie in the middle, yeah. But I did not have one slice. I was the one that cut, them, cut the cake, but I didn't have a slice. I would have went so bad, but I did But um, I did something very interesting <laughs> enough I, because in terms of my working out, like I can go running in the morning. I can do like sprints and stuff like that, but it's hard for me to get up early enough to go to the gym. I was so proud of myself. I got up this morning. It had been planned. I had to get my mind right for a few days. But I got up this morning, got to the gym at 7.30, had a great workout, back home until work on time. And I felt really good about it. And I kept talking about it all day. I know Ms. Parker was over. But I, <laughs> I was just so proud of myself. And you didn't get, look, and pr- you didn't get to work on time. You were late. <laughs> few minutes, few minutes. But, but <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> well, the thing is, me getting up to go to the gym early in the morning, especially on a Monday, that's the hardest thing for me. But but it worked out, and we're going to try to do that a couple times a week. Oh, that's great. Anyway. That's great. <laughs> no, 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 no I understand so, because it took me a while to get used to working out in the morning, too, and now I, I do yeah, it a few times yeah. a week. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not. It's not, yeah. So, Adam, what's going on in the wonderful world of uh, movies? Well, uh, let's see. Last week I saw Pixels, the uh, Adam Sandler movie that uh, starts him, Kevin James, and a few other uh, big names. Um, and the basic premise is that uh, the Earth is being invaded by aliens who happen to get some information about these old video games. And Adam Sandler plays this kid who played in the competition and lost. And he's being brought back in to help save the world from these aliens who are challenging the Earth to a video game based on the 80s. So you have Pac-Man, you have Centipede, Donkey Kong, things like that. Uh, I had high hopes for the movie. The it, the premise sounded good. It looked like fun, uh, but it was a big whiff for me. That was just uh, I don't know if Adam Sandler is just phoning them in these days, but he he didn't do much excitement acting. You know, there wasn't as much funny lines as there could have been. Um, the plot kind of dragged. You know, everything was predictable. But um, yeah, it was kind of uh, probably my big letdown of the year so far. I'm just movies I was excited about. So definitely I would pass on that one. Um, rental if necessary, but yeah. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Which movie is that, Adam? It's called Pixels. 
It's um, it's and the, the premise is these video games attack Earth, and so it's kind of cool to see you know these people fighting Pac-Man in real life and everything like that. But it just yeah. If you haven't heard about it, then obviously their marketing department didn't do good. My friend has some pre-screening tickets to South Pole. Mm-hmm. And we went last Tuesday. Have you seen that, Adam? Is she KM? She gets no, on tonight. Okay. I did not. I saw the trailer. Um, and to me, personally, it looked like a predictable kind of a normal boxing movie. So uh, it didn't look like it offered anything new to me. But I heard Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad. They need to break it up a little bit. It's like the entire movie is sad. There is no, even the ending is sad. There is no, like, happy moment, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It was oh, just, wow. I mean, it's a well, story, what, but it was, to me, it was just a sad, the entire movie was just a sad movie. And I just thought they should have had, I think it was just too heavy. And maybe, and, you know, maybe I'm not the one, the type of person who likes a whole lot of blood and fighting and stuff anyways, and I just felt like they could lighten it up a little bit. It was really heavy. Oh, one of, wow. one okay. of our guests, yeah. tonight, he, he's actually, what? One of our guests tonight is actually in the movie. Um, he plays, uh, let's see, let me get to it. He plays Detective Miller. Um, it's one of the detectives in the movie, but yeah, he's on, so we'll talk to him later on about the movie. But, but, um, but yeah, you thought it was, I remember you talking to Seamus Parker, it came off sad. But I heard it did better than they thought it was, it was going to do at the box office, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it uh, did uh, number five at the box office. Ant-Man is still in the top slot. And then, of course, Pixels, Minions, and Trainwreck, and then Southpaw. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it held its own uh, $16 million yeah. opening. So. Not bad, not bad. Anything else coming down the pipeline? Yeah, so two new movies this weekend that are both interested uh, to me and, I guess, depending on your taste. So we have in the action route, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. I know how many more Mission Impossibles can they make, how many can Tom Cruise do, but <laughs> it's, uh, you know, if you want a fun action movie with a lot of different locales this or locales, this will be uh, this will be a good one. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we have Vacation, which is the uh, comedy movie based on the National Laboon's Vacation, the Chevy Chase movie. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a remake, but in a different way. It's uh, Chevy Chase's son in the first one, Rusty. He is taking his kids to Wally World because he had such a good time as a kid. So that'll be funny. I I saw the trailer for that, and um, it seems like it hit a lot of good marks, and they did a good job. So I think um, both are good choices if you're looking for something different, and um, those are what I'm looking forward to. Okay, perfect. Adam, will you be joining us on Hot Topics? Uh, no, I can't today, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, you guys keep it going. All right. Well, have a great week. See you next week. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Mr. Aaron, big week for you. How's it going? Things are going great, Stephen. Ms. Parker, how's it going? What's up, Aaron? You ready for this, hey. ready for this big move? I am. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's great. That's great. Thank what you. What's going on in the world of sports? Well, um, let's talk about the NFL. Okay. They, they actually um, made history again by hiring um, their first ever female coach. The um, oh, Arizona yeah. Cardinals, yes, broke history today 
by hiring um, Jen Jen Welter. She is the um, Cardinals' uh, assistant coach for um, for um, training camp and for the um, preseason. And um, she is the first female coach of any kind in the NFL. So, wow! Wow! Congratulations! 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 Yeah. yeah, major. Yeah. I mean that that is deep. That's 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 definitely that is major. Yeah. Um, so let's see. This is something that's that's kind of sad. Um, well, I guess you can say it's yeah. Um, do all you all re, remember Jonathan Martin? He was the um, football player for the Miami Dolphins who who um, actually left the team over on um, bullying. He was he was he oh, he, yeah. he was being uh-huh. bullied bullied and taunted yep. and everything. I remember that. Well, he is officially retiring from the um, NFL at the age of 25. Mm. Yeah, he's only played wow. in the NFL for three seasons, so he's. He's giving it Both up. He, um, his name is Jonathan Martin. Hmm. He's um, he's a, I think he's the, a defensive tackle, defensive end, or mm-hmm. he could be off. No, no, I'm sorry. He's an offensive lineman. Big tall guy. Big tall. Yeah. Skin yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember yeah. that story when he was being. You remember that? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Well, he's he's leaving. He's leaving um, football, and he's he wants to do other things. And also, he 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 was scheduled to actually miss the entire 2015 season with a um, back injury. So that might have, mm-hmm. you know, also kind of made him want to give it up and everything, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty five years old injuries. That back is no joke, and it yeah, sure isn't. It yeah, sure it's not to play with. And you yeah. also just have to think about your life past mm-hmm. NFL, past football. You know, you want to be able to to still have a decent quality of life and um, do other things, and and to right. be you know. To be a, a a person that has nagging back injuries or nagging knee mm-hmm. injuries, or you know brain injuries, yeah, it would it would it would not be a um, good thing. So anyway, he is he's retired. Um, have y'all seen the um, video of um, Michael Jordan dancing? No. Mm-mm. Michael Jordan can um, wobble, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Mr. Air Jordan was at a nightclub in San Diego this this past weekend, and um, he was he was getting it in. He was dancing, wobbling, and and, and he was sipping four thousand dollar tequila. So that might kind of help you get get that wobble. Yeah, exactly. You know, four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars. Yeah, four thousand dollars, man. They make wobble, work, work. Yeah, uh, wobble. You twerking, you making the clap. You're like, uh, right, uh, right. Uh, uh. You, yeah, you, four thousand dollars. You better be getting it in. Okay, okay, okay. Right, right. Yo, uh, last week I um didn't mention Steph Curry and his wife. Um, they they um they they had their um second daughter Ryan. Yeah, yeah, so, they did. Uh-huh. Yes. So, Mr. Curry, Mrs. Curry, congratulations on the birth of your 
precious little girl, Ryan. So now they have two. Riley is a big sister to um, Ryan. So congratulations to both of them. Yeah, congratulations. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even know she was pregnant that whole time. I couldn't even tell. Oh, you couldn't Yeah, I didn't yeah, know she was pregnant either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. Like, she was... She wasn't as big as I've seen other women, you know. But you know, but women, you know, they right. come in different. You know, I don't know. I, please don't send me no bad Facebook messages, y'all. I don't know. But yeah, she wasn't <laughs> that big to me. But but I can kind of see the little bump or something. But yeah, she she was pregnant. And did y'all know that um that gosh I'm I'm a I'm gonna mess his name up. The guy from um. L M F F A O Red Red Foo, is that his name? The um music group, singing group, the rap group, Red Foo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, he's um he's training to become a um tennis pro. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, so thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. And Lamar Odom was at a Las Vegas strip club. So I guess he is over Chloe for right now. So, yeah, he's yeah, at strip club. Yeah. He's at strip <laughs> club, you know, just dropping bottles or whatever. So I think he's over Chloe for right now. We'll see what happens next week. And right. yeah, and that's pretty much it, man. That's it in the world of sports. Um, football season is pretty much here. We have the um, Hall of Fame game in two weeks. And I just can't wait till preseason starts. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's your time here. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, anyway, that's that's the latest in the world of sports, and um, I'll talk to y'all next week. In a few minutes, actually. Hey, hot topics. <laughs> hot topics. But before before we uh, go on to hot topics, um, oh. Ms. Ferguson, for those who don't know, she had gave birth to her son, Dylan. Congratulations to new mom yeah, and her, so uh, her long time boyfriend. Yeah. Congratulations. I said he's so cute. Yeah, yeah. We posted a picture on our Dylan Instagram. Dylan is so, so cute. Check it out. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's adorable. So, so check out her updates at um, budshabahal.com. Um, we're going to our artist spotlight real quick. We announced a few weeks ago that we started this section, artist spotlight, and each week we will select a hot artist to be featured on our homepage as well as in the artist spotlight section on our website, um, thestevenisshow.com. If you're interested in being considered, please email us at submissions at thestevenisshow.com. Include your bio, promotional photo, social media sites, and a radio-friendly MP3. We definitely look forward to hearing your work. We're getting a lot of artists sending, sending in their music. We definitely appreciate it. Now, tonight we are... Uh, featuring someone who was a friend of the show, he's been on before, New Jersey-based R&B crooner, Authentic. This is a single. We'll play some of it. You can hear the whole full single at our website, uh, stevenisshow.com. But this is a single called On to the Next. Check it out.
I'm your one and only Cause I've been hearing stories About how you and your ex-man You've been talking and flirting Is it true what they saying? Again, that was authentic in our artist spotlight this week. His single, On to the Next. To hear the full song, the hot song, go to uh, thestevenightshow.com. All right, y'all ready to get into these hot topics there, Ramos Parker? Yep. Absolutely. Right. So, so sadly, last um, last night, Baba Christina passed away at the age of 22 at a hospice in Atlanta. She was found face down in the bathtub in her home back in late January and never gained consciousness. Her boyfriend, Nick Gordon, is being investigated for her death. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't know what happened. I don't want to get into whether or not he's going to be charged and all of that stuff. I just, you know, my condolences to the Browns and um, the Houston family. Just one tragedy mm-hmm. after another. I just feel like she never really had a chance. You know, she was born into a situation yeah. that was um, – out of her control and and uh, really messed up situation. I think we all have our purpose, and maybe hers was here to show her parents a little bit of light in the middle of the darkness. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I hope that she is resting in peace. You know, because she's been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, yeah. She she always to me just seemed like she just wanted someone just just. Just to just to give her a hug, like she even as a child, like she just seemed so. Even though she had her parents, she just seemed kind of lonely, and I and I I really feel for her. Like it's just like Miss Miss Parker said, it's like almost like she she didn't even have a chance. You know, it it just seems like people forgot about her almost. Like even after her after her mom's passing, and again, I don't know her family or anything like that, and I'm sure that that there were people that were there. For her, but at the same time, it just seemed like she, like people didn't really fight for her. Like she, like okay, all right, Bobby, Chris, good luck. Yeah, I, just, just sad, just so sad. Twenty two years old, just man, just sad. It's it's very sad, very sad. Um, I think that you know she obviously did never recover from losing her mother. just from the reality show they had, you could see that she always seemed not quite herself. And then even years later, um, and then like we've all said, no one really knows what happened the day she died, but it's just a very sad situation. And I, and I understand Bobby Brown. Um, he said that he's at peace with the fact that she's with her mother, but it's still just crazy. And so the family's thanking everyone for their well wishes and their support over the last few months. But we, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with that family. All right, so on to um, the next subject. Joe Jackson suffered a severe stroke on his 87th birthday while partying in Brazil. Um, the stroke left him temporarily blind. The Jackson family says that they're running more tests to see if he should be flown back to the U.S. for more treatment or if he should just stay where he is for now. 
Um, he was actually in Brazil for his birthday party. Did they, what are your thoughts on Joe Jackson and, you know, everything that's going on with him? Mr. Jackson was 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 getting it in. He was having a good time. Right? Is he still is he still married to Kathy? I don't know because I heard that well, they were divorced, and I right. heard you have a when yeah. you can't get divorced. What is going on with them? Right? So Are they separated? I guess they they so so apparently Catherine Jackson filed for divorce back in the late seventies, but never went through, and so they have been living apart for years. She lives in L.A. And he lives in um, Vegas, but they still kind of have some kind of relationship. Like, even at the BET Awards there for Janet Jackson, you know, when she got the award, they were there together, and they've been together. Right. They're still hey, married. Not at the time. They don't live together. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I do know he lives in Vegas. I used to see him all the time, but that's just mm-hmm. weird. That, their mm-hmm. whole, whole religion thing is weird, but... Um, I hope he feels that I heard he's not in in a good condition at all. Like he he had he's had to have several surgeries and um, mm-hmm. that recovery is not going well. You know he is eighty seven, right? He's turned eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing in Brazil, but he needs to have surgery. Right. <laughs> no, I know. Apparently, Brazil, and, and right. rumor was he was in he was in bed with some young chick, but we don't know. I don't know I if that's true. In Brazil too. Yeah, yeah I believe it. I, I believe that, yeah. But that thing, she, she, she went to, she went, you know, whatever she did. Because that's, that's what they go to Brazil for. That's right. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, Joe said it was his birthday, so why y'all mad? Right. right. <laughs> well, right. well, we we hope we wish there was speedy recovery as well. Yeah. Um, next subject. So last week, rapper Meek Mill stated um, that Drake had a ghostwriter who wrote his songs. For, uh, wrote his songs, always hit songs. Drake shot back with a diss track called Charged Up. If it's true, that Drake does not write this. What is a Meek Mill? Meek is only relevant because he started messing with Nicki. Like, I don't I don't know, like, one yeah. of his songs. He, so I don't have any yeah. comment. He's irrelevant. Me neither. I, would, I, I wouldn't have even responded. Yeah. Well, the question that, was, a, Drake, here's the question. Well, well, here's the question. Here's the question. Let me ask the question. The question is, if Drake is not writing his new hits or not writing his music, do you even care? Drake is care. Drake a ghostwriter. Drake is a ghostwriter for other artists. He right. writes his own music. He's not. Yeah. I mean, why was why would somebody go? Why would somebody? The music industry wouldn't back a, a singer or a rapper like Drake with no street cred if he wasn't talented in other ways. This right. dude came from right. from the suburbs of Canada. There is no way he would have made it in the music business if he didn't have talent writing. So it don't even Hello. make sense. Meek, Fleek, Fleek, Fleeky Mill, Fleek, Meek. Anyway, Meek Mill. Mr. Mill, he's just trying to come up. He's trying to get into some kind of Twitter war beef with um Drake. Drake, brother, do not. Do not look down. He is beneath you. You don't have to look down at him. Keep moving on. He is not even worth your time even typing to this meek fleet. Next. Sit down, meek. <laughs> I will, say, Sit this. Down, I will say this. I agree I agree that uh that Drake shouldn't be worried about Meek Mill. I will say this though, yeah. rappers do hire ghost rap ghost writers to write their music. I'm sure. Um that does yeah. happen and it happens very often. Yeah. But I don't think anyone cares. Drake's a hot artist. Yeah, but Drake is talented. He makes us all dance. Yeah. 
and he's talented. So I think no, I'm not fine. saying it doesn't happen because it came out that Drake was Lil Wayne's ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. That's right. how he got yeah. his business. Mm-hmm. So if you knew anything about Drake, like he wouldn't have normally made it. There is no way Drake would made it out of the suburbs of Canada if he wasn't writing for people. And mm-hmm. people didn't say, "Wow, this dude was hot." You know, he's a hot writer. Let's see, put him on the mic and see what happens. Like, there's mm-hmm. people from the truck are just making the music business with no talent, and somebody just go get yeah. him a, a ghostwriter. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Drake is a... Oh. And when I first heard Drake, I actually thought it was Wayne. I'm like, who is that dude? And yeah. they were like, that's Wayne's yeah. ghostwriter, because he, he raps the same verses and everything. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, right. well, he sounds like Wayne. It was like, oh, that's Wayne's ghostwriter. He's been writing for Wayne for years. And then you see it, right, and you hear it. You can hear it. You yeah, know, you, can you can hear it. it. So I, I know they're a ghostwriter, but I don't think he has a ghostwriter. I think he is a ghostwriter. And our last uh, topic, well, actually, we're going to talk about question today, but our last topic is that after being on the mat, after caught using the N-word in the sex tape, Hulk Hogan's reputation took another blow Monday with a shocking news report that he also uh, name-checked Jamie Foxx in a racist rant. The disgraced wrestler, who was um, drop-kicked off of WWE Friday, apparently took issues with his daughter, Brooke, landing Fox as a contributor on a record deal uh, set up by her boyfriend. Your boyfriend was black. And if you don't know, her boy, his daughter, Brooke, she was dating a black guy. And so um, Hulk Hogan made a sex tape back in 2011, and he was talking on the video about her boyfriend, and he called him the N-word. So I guess we all have a little racist in him, he said. I wouldn't mind if he was at least a tall million dollar N word, like a basketball player. Mm-hmm. But anyway, right. so now he's saying but now he's saying um he, he kinda called Jamie Foxx a effing N word, um for having something to do with his daughter kinda coming up on her new album or new uh record deal, ten million dollar record deal when he feels like he put in millions of dollars to help her and she kind of let that go by the wayside. What are your thoughts on Hulk Hogan? Because I was a kid you know, that grew up on Hulk Hogan. I, I loved Hulk Hogan, and now it's kind of disappointing. What are your thoughts? Anyway, you know, I'm very disappointed in, in all of the things that have transpired in the last few years with him and his family because when they had a reality show, I actually watched it. Um, and I remember yeah. him, like you said, when we were growing up. I remember Hulk Hogan. My little cousins were mm-hmm. nuts over him. And Hulkamania. Me watch mm-hmm. it too. But, yeah, used to make me watch WrestleMania with them all the time. I was babysitting them to drive me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. But I just didn't expect that, and it seemed like once they had that reality show, um, their lives just just fell apart. His wife divorced him after twenty something years. Yeah. His son killed mm-hmm. his best friend and went to jail in a car accident. Mm-hmm. It's just you mm-hmm. know it's just a lot. But um, eventually everybody's true color comes out. So I, I guess he's is is out. Yeah. Hulk Hogan to me, he has a very unusual relationship with his daughter. I don't know if y'all know this, like there has been pictures of him rubbing massage oil or I'm sorry, not not massage oil, tan sun tanning lotion or oil on her on her butt and things. Like it's from what he was saying on those rants, it's almost like he's like a sworn lover. It, it was really weird. I, for a father to be that Emotional, talking about her boyfriend and like who she who she should be. It was weird. It was just very weird to me. Very very weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, almost incestual kind of stuff. (laughs) I'm so grossed out right now. I hope not. 
Right. Because I, he, I, he, I, he, I hope not also, but it just gives that that impression. Just It was kind of – it was really off. The N-word, totally off. But then on top of that, his emotional rant about her having this boyfriend, it was just weird. All crazy. He has to apologize and say that he there's no excuse for his language, but – Oh, He's been doing this for a while now. So, yeah. Typical. All right. So let's talk, let's talk about this before we go to commercial. Um, question of the day. Listen listen very closely to the question of the day. It was kind of heated on Facebook today. Bill Cosby has filed a lawsuit stating that he wants a woman in the 2004 deposition who accused him of rape to pay back some of the money because she requested that the entire deposition be released to the public. And so his attorney said that since she is, you know, going – um, past, you know, their agreement by having wanting this to be released, they want they think she should pay the money back because she's going against, um, you know, what was agreed in court. What are your thoughts? Oh, my uncle Bill. Oh my God, dude, he just making it. He, now he want to talk. He didn't want to talk months and months ago. He kept his mouth shut. Now all of a sudden he's, he's talking. Still not talking. He's, this is attorney. Well, this is he, attorney. He's well his talking. attorneys are talking, whatever. But it's like he, they, they, just Miss Parker, please go ahead. Um, I don't have anything to say. I'm over Bill Cosby and all of his foolishness. I am too. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, he's getting will, what he should be this. getting. I will say this: that although we know he would would not see him in the best light, and everyone is kind of turned away from him, if she did. Breach that agreement, she does need to pay that money because that's law. But in that, oh, you know, no, they, they, I know they we're they not just, talking well, about listen, law. We want to talk about no, law. Well, no, because see that, and that's what people were arguing in the question of the day. They people weren't answering the question. They were more so bashing Bill Cosby. We all know, you know, what we think about him. But you know, in a contractual agreement, if you sign a contract, you can't. Decide later on right. you're gonna right. go against that. Right. You know what I mean? But so, but but you don't have to sue her even though if if she breached the contract, you can sue her, but you don't have to sue her. Right. That's what's kinda of off putting about it. It's the fact that, okay, you now want to sue her. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it, it, it's okay. If she yeah. if, if she breached the contract, let her you know, it is what it is. Did you or did you not this is the same one. This is the and you same know his woman. attorney sickens me. The fact that a black woman, a black woman, would take on his case. I don't care if he was paying me ten billion dollars. I would not take on that case. Like you have to have yeah. some standards and you have to have some values. Like yeah, yeah. Attorney, it sickens me. It sickens me because those women are not lying. And for you to be a mother right. or daughter, and even have right. a mother and represent someone mm-hmm. like that is disgusting. And I'm yeah. glad Spellman didn't yeah. come back. Every money he ever given them, they were, they are refunding him 100%. Every money he ever given them. Yeah. And they are. $20 million. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And they, they're no longer accepting any help from him. Wow. Who? Who? Spellman. Spellman, Spellman College. College. Here in oh, oh yeah. wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. A grant he had, they, they, they discontinued it and they gave him $20 million back from it. Wow. But anyway, go on um, Twitter or Facebook and let us know. Do you think this woman should owe Bill Cosby money? Uh, we'll be right back after this. Some of our guests are here. Right back after this. My thing, calling all night. I can pull the wool while I'm being polite. Darling. 
calling all night. I can be a fool when I'm being polite.
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. That was Got to Believe It by our first guest, David Rains. He is an actor, writer, and songwriter. He can also be seen in the new movie, South Southfall, uh, playing Detective Miller. Please help me welcome Philadelphia native David Rain. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it. And I appreciate thank y'all so playing so much of the song, man. That was nice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So tell us, before we get into it, tell us about that song, Gotta Believe It. Yeah, well, Gotta Believe It was written, uh, basically, right now, I don't know how much you know about the upcoming industry of Nollywood, which is basically the African Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like comparable to India's Bollywood, but it, it, it actually okay. derives from Nigeria. And a bunch of people mm. got into, a um, bunch of Africans got into studying the industry, studying filmmaking and they built their own film industry out of Africa, and they have a few diasporas that are around America. So we have Philadelphia is a major diaspora, and then there's D.C., mm-hmm. there's Houston, um, and some other places. I think Miami actually um, is another okay. little place. But So basically, uh, there's a film that was being developed called Transition, and mm-hmm. uh, the producers, which is Ducor Media Films, they asked me to lead this film. And uh, they also asked me to uh, have an input of music because basically the character I play is a rock and roll superstar that kind of has a fall in his life. And uh, he gets in. I don't want to give away too much because the film will be playing soon. But he uh, he basically has a – there's a major trauma that happens. And he's separated from his family because of the trauma, and he has to kind of – develop himself and, and, and find himself and, and come back to the realization of the power of who he is. And that's the got to believe it part of it. So I kind of got inspired. It was, uh, you know, kind of inspired writing it that way lyrically, but also there's a studio in Philadelphia, which all should know of. It's called the boom room. And this is a okay. badass little spot. It's a nice spot where they have, they have Sunday jams People come together, and musicians from all over come together in the Philadelphia, and they jam. And uh, I had the idea of the song in my head, and I went to the jam. And we started grooving on this thing, and I started putting the lyrics in, and the song came together uh, really whole, almost almost whole that night. So we only wow. had to do one more. Yeah, we only had to do one more rehearsal afterwards, and we, we finalized that song. And it went into the wow. movie. So. Wow. And the, the irony of it is uh, right now there's, there's, there's something called the NAFCA Awards. It's basically the African version of the Oscars, and it happens every year. I was going uh, yeah, to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. You heard about that? Yeah, this, well, because uh, I understand. I was going to graduate you because I heard you have you all, the movie received seven nominations, uh, or awards. They're well, no, nominated for seven awards, and then two of the songs that you wrote um, or two of your songs are nominated as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, man, it's amazing. That's it's amazing, awesome. and it, that's awesome. And this is that's the first, awesome. this, you know, this is my first Nollywood film, so this is like, wow, you know what I mean? It's a, right, it's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, gotta believe it, and um, that's gonna be. Uh, we'll see what happens, but we'll we'll find out in September. But it's it happens in uh, Beverly Hills at the Orpheum Theater is where the ceremony okay. happens. And, you know what, man? Like just just being acknowledged. I know a lot of people say that all the time. Like, oh, just being nominated is enough. And you go, yeah, right. But no, it actually is. It, it, yeah. it actually is. Yeah. It's just it's cool because I know there are some brothers, man, some African brothers that have been doing films since before I was even thinking about it. You know what I mean? And and I'm up against mm-hmm. these guys, some cats that have been in the business for a long time. 
Um, right. And it's yeah. just that America hasn't acknowledged it, you know. So that's yeah. that's an interesting thing in itself. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I and yeah. I was reading your um, bio, and I and there was a quote that you a personal quote that you had that says, "It doesn't matter in the end how tough life has been or how bad were some of the uh, some of the hands I've been dealt in the game. What gets me through is the fact that every day I am promised a moment that proves there is a magic, there is magic and hope still." Yeah. I love that. Can you talk? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, listen. One of my favorite moments of the day, of every day, is as soon as I open my eyes. It's mm-hmm. one of my. It's one of the most perfect moments of the day, and you can't get more perfect okay. than the moment that you open your eyes, and it's a brand new day. It's a brand new start. It's a brand new plan. You have a, a new chance to do anything that you were going after. Uh, to fix mm-hmm. anything, to to rewind even, to, you know, whatever you got to do, that first moment. So when I say, you know, that, 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 that gift, that magic, it's all, it's, it's there for you as soon as you open your eyes. It's just a matter of like, how are you going to yeah. get to it? How are you going to, how are you going to grasp it? How are you going to believe it? <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. how about that? How about that? Back to the song. Got to believe it. So how, how are you going to you believe make it. yourself believe that this is a fresh start? And so a lot of times Absolutely. people have like, we have craziness going on on a daily basis. And sometimes we carry that through the night into the next morning. And so you wake up the next day and you don't take the moment to realize, wait a minute, this is brand new. This isn't yesterday anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't what yeah. happened. This, this moment has never happened ever. So at that, just because of that, just because that moment has never happened before, that's your chance to make it brand new. And so that's right. the magic of it, right. you know? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I read that, you know, though, you know, you're this actor and you're getting these awards and you're writing songs and getting awards for that and nominations for that, that you also never wanted to be a model but ended up becoming a very successful model. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's a funny one, man. That's a funny one. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was, well, I, I moved to New York when I was 17 and uh, okay. I, was, I was, I was studying, but also just kind of, Studying school-wise, studying the arts, but also just kind of studying life, you know, at that age, you're just absorbing, mm-hmm. you know. Well, so um, yeah. I was living in the East Village, man. I had a little black lab. I was bartending on the weekends in this little spot. And, uh, you know, in New York, the bars closed 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So right. uh, there was this one uh, morning that I was heading to a grocery store, and I had my dog, and I had a, a little scruffy beard and a, 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 a deerskin coat that I got from a thrift shop, <laughs> and these like <laughs> old beat up jeans. You know, not feeling so glamorous, if you, <laughs> you right. know what I mean. So I'm walking <laughs> my dog. I, I tie him to a tree outside the the grocery store, and I walk into the store and uh, grab a couple items. And you know, not to my knowledge, in line, a couple a couple people behind me was a woman who was actually producing the next major shoot for Brooks Brothers, and it was a worldwide campaign. And uh, oh, wow. she, yeah, but, I, you know, so I don't know this. She's about five, six people behind me. So uh, mm-hmm. she called her assistant, and the office was nearby this, this, this grocery store. Uh, and she goes, get over here. There's a guy that's going to be walking out in a couple of minutes. If you don't get his picture, you're fired. This is, this is what I heard <laughs> later on. So I step out, I'm untying my dog, and this dude is out of breath. He runs up to me, sir, sir, can I take your Polaroid? I? I'm like, what? He's like, 
uh, I work for Brooks Brothers, and I'm like, Brooks Brothers? My uncle wears Brooks Brothers, but not me. Look at me. Right. I'm like, I'm, you right. know, got a crazy afro and, and, you know, a beard and all that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Exactly. And he's like, I have to take your photo, you know. And, I'm, and I found out later it was because he would have been fired if he didn't get my photo. <laughs> so no, he, I he needed to take picture. <laughs> he needed to take that. Yeah, that was, that was the picture that kept you. Who knows where he is now today because I said, yeah, yeah. you can take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So then again, like a week or so later, uh, I'm working with some of the, the top models in the in the world, man. And then literally first, wow. first you know, mixed, mixed race male model to be everywhere, billboards, television, magazines, like you name it. Like it was, it was huge, man. It was, it was pretty crazy. Wow. And so it was something I never, ever, ever thought about. That never crossed yeah, my mind. But that's how it happened. You know what I mean? That's how it happened. That's how it happened. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're in the new movie uh, Southpaw, and you play Detective Miller. What can you tell us about that character? Yeah, and that's that's interesting because I was listening to y'all a little earlier, and uh, the young lady, mm-hmm. uh, forgive me, I don't I don't know her name. Miss uh, Parker. She, yeah. Miss Parker. Yeah. Well, she was. Oh, that's uh, funny because my partner in the in the film is, is Detective Parker. But uh, oh yeah. He, <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny. But, uh, yeah, basically, um, her opinion of it, it was pretty right on. It, 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 it kind of, when I first got the script, it was a different mm. movie than what you're watching now, what, what people see now. Okay. It, was, um, mm. it, had some, it had some turns, it had colors, it had different things going on, and particularly a couple scenes that we shot uh, in that. Basically, it showed uh, Jake's character, Billy Hope, uh, sort of mm-hmm. not just – not just trying to get his wife back, but actually, I'm sorry, trying to get his daughter back, but uh, actually searching mm-hmm. to find out who and why and, and how did his wife, uh, you know, get shot. And then and the detectives, we, we arrest the person and that's not that person. And it ended up being Tyrese and Tyrese got cut out of the film completely. Um, he was oh, supposed wow. to be, yeah, man, he was supposed to be one of the suspects uh, of one of the, the killers, like a group of one of the people that was um, somebody being involved with shooting, shooting Jake's wife. So we were investigating mm-hmm. this thing, me and my partner, and there's this, these crazy scenes. We're going back and forth with Jake and uh, uh, this angst and this, this, the crying and the battling and all of that. They cut all that stuff out, man. And you, you learn this when wow. you're in the film. You know, like they, yeah, you'll do, you'll spend two, three days shooting, and then they'll put in like 10 minutes of what you did. <laughs> you right, know? exactly. It's, it's, really, exactly. it's really a trip. Yeah. It's a trip, you know. And I, I've had three major films out this year. And all of them mm-hmm. are all cut up, like chopped up. So yeah. Uh, yeah. what they did is they took the whole investigation out of the movie. And I don't, I don't think that was a, I don't think it was a good choice. And I don't think Anton Fuqua uh, made that decision. I think that was more of a mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein producer decision. I don't know if because the director Anton wanted that kind of stuff in there. He wanted that kind of life mm-hmm. thing happening, you know, like real life. Somebody struggling right. to find out what's right. going on and. You know, so right now the film is uh, really mostly about him struggling to get his daughter back and then uh, training to get his career back. And that is just too mm. typical. It's too typical. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I wish the film every, luck. But, uh, well, I was saying everyone, yeah. everyone said it's a good movie, though. It's still a good movie. And, you know, I, I'm just trying to stand it. It did a lot better than they thought it would, you know, first week. So that's still good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, they're talking what sixty? What was it? Sixty-six million the first weekend? Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Not yeah. too bad. <laughs> Not too no, bad. that ain't. Hey, hey, that ain't shabby. We ain't sneezing at that. <laughs> we ain't sneezing at that. Because we're all we're exactly. all gonna be okay because of that. <laughs> uh huh. So, right. 
else do you have? What else do you have coming down the pipeline? Uh, right now, basically, uh, we're going to support transition. Transition still has to have a full-on uh, overseas exposure that we're waiting to get that okay. going. Um, okay. I am right now in the middle of doing a uh, small Broadway theater because I, I do theater in New York as well. So we had uh, okay. a, a great show that just opened last weekend. I've, I've been going back and forth, man, all, all week. This is my first day wow. that I've been in Philly to just chill. Um Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, I had I had some stuff going on, but it's like, uh, but basically, yeah, this show is called "It's All Relatives," so we'll see. It's called the Thespis New York Thespis Theater Festival, and uh, okay. we're going to see whether basically what comes out of this is plays come out of there, and then they get possibly picked up by producers, and then they get extended runs, and then they get they get theaters that take them in, and so we'll see what happens. We just got we just got asked back after the festival to actually run again uh, later on this week. Wow. So we're gonna see what's going on with that. Um, there's that, okay. and also I'm gonna be I'm gonna be producing something soon, but I can't really talk much about it mm. yet. If you if you have okay. me back later, I, I will definitely share. But uh, I'm gonna be. I doing... would love the inside scoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, man. That's great. Um, you know, oh, and I just good. wanted to take a moment, and I, I I made a promise to myself and some friends. I just want to take a moment uh, that has nothing to do with me, and just say you know blessings to Sandra Bland and her family. And and yes. what's going on with that? I just wanted to have a moment to just acknowledge that because there's a lot of apathy going mm-hmm. on. Like we're all dealing with our careers and our things and our struggle, and it's not me. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, if that happened to me, then blah blah blah. But it it happened. Right. It happened. Yeah. And so I just wanted it's to continue to happen, unfortunately. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I just yeah. whatever we can do to 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 just keep talking about it, I think is is the best first step. Just keep talking Absolutely. about it. Don't get mixed up in the Meek Mill Drake thing. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Bigger, Don't bigger get mixed issue. up in that. <laughs> it's a bigger issue. Bigger issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell everyone, tell everyone they, where they can keep up with you um, on social media and your website. Where, where can people, you know, keep up with you? Yeah, well, right for... now, the best bet, there's two There's two sites that are uh, that are under construction right now. Uh, but the best bet, man, is, is DM Rain at Twitter. At EM Rain and uh, and then also DM Rain at, at Instagram. So I'm pretty okay. much I'm pretty much always posting there, and then I always have the link to my IMDb. IMDb is you know the most important because that's that's just straight up work. Yeah. So Absolutely. you know, um, and I think I saw you guys put that on the site, which is great. I appreciate that. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was awesome. Well, listen, so yeah, thank you. So- I appreciate you coming on tonight, you know, and I wish you continued success with um, this movie transition and, of course, um, your upcoming uh, things you're working on, directing your own, you know, doing your own directing. I think it's going to be awesome. So congratulations and um, continued success to you. Thanks, Stephen, man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, you take care. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. And our thanks goes out to David uh, Rain for joining us tonight. For more information, please visit our Facebook page. Right back after this, we're going to talk about love, y'all. Right back after this. That's sweet, rough. That's 
could pretty much uh, convince us they were not worthy. <laughs> I know that mm-hmm. sounds totally yeah, sure. insane, but if you look at the the sheer volume of divorces and the catastrophic, right. um, you know, relationships that we develop from the time we're young, we're pinning the tail on the donkey trying to get that person to make us happy. Number one, that's not even fair. Number two, it's not even realistic. It ain't going to happen. You know, that's not right, their exactly. job. And so, you know, if mm-hmm. we could recognize at a young age that the love we're seeking is our own and we already have it, then we're all clear. You know, then we don't have to try to seek it out from somebody else. Then we don't have to hunt somebody down. Then we don't have to put demands on them saying, well, you know, if you do this, you're going to make me happy. And if you don't do this, I'm going to be unhappy. And then I'm going to hold a grievance against you. See how that plays out over and over and over. I mean, I'm not just saying this about, you know, other people. This is what I did, too, when I was young. I'm not so young anymore. I'm a little bit smarter now. But, you know, only because I've spent 30 years of my life studying this. And mm-hmm. so this is what mm-hmm. happens and why relationships fall on their face, why the divorce rate is about 50%. While there's so much murder and mayhem in love affairs, I love you so much, but nobody else can have you, so I'm going to have to kill you, that sort of thing. I mean, that's really exactly. huge in the world. And yeah, so it it's, it's unfortunate, but um, anyway, that's what a loveologist does. I, I teach and study the energy of love, and, um, you know, it's really quite simple because love is one, as we all know, so it can't be complicated. We make it complicated. Mm-hmm. Did I answer yeah, we your did. question? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. But let me ask you, so for a person listening tonight who, you know, they feel like all the relationships have not been healthy and they kind of want to change the trajectory of their life in terms of their love life, how do they go about even initiating that, that process of of determining what real love is to them and how, you know, to put it out there. Well, we have this crazy thing called forgiveness, and I didn't. I believe that Christ said forgive seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, over and over and over. <laughs> well, this yeah. is really going to let us off of the hook from all the rage and anger that we hold against people out there, from our parents to our siblings to the people we've worked with to uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, random relationships, we bump into somebody out in the public, we just want to kill them. Road rage is a good example. You know, we hold mm-hmm. all these grievances, even, <laughs> and it just quite frankly makes us insane. And the way out of right, it, you yeah. have to become a master of forgiveness. I mean, if you want to be at peace and want to be happy and want to feel secure with your own love, then you have to become a master of forgiveness. You have to do this. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything to do it, but, man, it sure saves you a bundle in terms of emotional wear and tear. It really does, so yeah. We have, we, have, we have so many opportunities to forgive every headline. I heard you guys talking about, you know, Sandra Bland and that unfortunate, terrible situation, which has just caused the world to grieve on a level, you know, that we can barely wrap our minds around. And, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not just that. I mean, it's just constant, you know, so... We have all these opportunities to practice forgiveness. And, you know, everybody says, well, you know, I'm perfectly, you know, I have a right to be angry. Well, if you if you think it's worth sacrificing your happiness and peace over, sure. But right. if you really want to, you know, have a chance of, of understanding the love of God, which is what you are teaching mm-hmm. on your Facebook page and in your shows, then, you mm-hmm. know, give it up a little bit. There's a better way, and it's called forgiving. 
Absolutely. Once you truly forgive, I, one moment of forgiveness will free you completely forever, and you will understand that you are so connected to the source of love, which is so giant that everybody's got it. So for us to behave as right. though we don't have love down here is totally wrong. We're just wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's our saving grace yeah. is admitting we've made a mistake and we are attached to the source of love, and all it does is love us. Right. Right. And I know you talk a lot about forgiveness. You talk about gratitude. Um, talk, how does, how would you attribute um, gratifu- gratitude, being grateful to love? Well, once you can get through the forgiving stage and you recognize that all the grievances that you held against uh, the world were really just hurting you, and that you can free mm-hmm. yourself from that vicious cycle in your mind. See, it's nothing to do with the body. It's all mental and emotional, which is an invisible world of thought and feelings. <laughs> and quite right. frankly, this is our life, and no one's going to be able to tell us what to do or how to live it or decisions to make, but it's a decision. And once you practice forgiveness, Stephen, uh, what you notice is that it's only an illusion because in truth there's nothing to forgive. But the more you practice forgiving, you know, the faster you start to forgive for incidents. Instead of holding grudges for weeks or months or years, you might just hold it for an instant and go, you know, do I really want to sacrifice my happiness over there? No. Then that's when gratitude comes in and takes the place of being furious. Then you can be grateful Mm. because the reality is you are completely saturated with love. It's all about thinking somebody is depriving you of love, and when you recognize that's impossible, well, you can't be anything but grateful. Mm-hmm. Love is approached Absolutely. through gratitude. Once you once you quit being angry through forgiveness, then you're left with gratitude because you are completely mm-hmm. loved. That source of love that loves us is real. You know, the love we yes. worship and adore loves us. It is real, and thank God, because if we did not have that, we would be so screwed there would be no sure purpose would. in anything. I mean, you know, we'd just be out on a limb. I mean, then I'd say go around and be the biggest bad man you can be, you know. I mean, what's the point of being uh-huh. kind and loving if there's nothing, if it's a phony ride? If we're just yeah. mutant down here and we just mutated out of this swirling cosmic mass and there's no purpose to our life, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. thank God that's not true. You know that's not true. I know it's not true. You teach love, you give people a platform to express themselves, you interact, you sit back and you listen, you learn something from them, and the questions that you pose are to make them think about, you know, what can we do to make Absolutely. the world a better place, right? Absolutely. 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 Um, I think some so people, when they get... You're, when, yeah. Ahead, some people, when they, read, when they read my questions of the day, they don't understand... The question is being posed to, to not only allow them to express themselves, but to see how other di- different people feel. You know what I mean? Um, and I yeah. think by being able to see that, it helps them understand how people think and thinking outside of what they only see. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So to learn something from someone else and to, you know, have an honest, open, clean discussion. That's what is, is so healing about the internet. It gives everybody a voice. We're all in the yes. same playing field. We're all equally important. Um, nobody is bigger or mightier than anybody else. And so mm-hmm. when you have this honest, open discussion called communication, it is so healing for everybody. And right now, everything in the world is geared towards healing. That's what we're all 
you know, we're all trying to forgive the past and let it go. We're all trying right. to learn how to live in the moment and accept the, the total love that is with us right this moment, which is real. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're trying to learn that we came from the same source. This means the truth about everybody is the same regardless of the form, male, female, mm-hmm. old, young, black, white, yellow, green, red, mm-hmm. whatever color. That That's superficial right. stuff. The content of love is the same. Mm-hmm. And so this is, exactly. you know, this is just... Um, you know, and these guys that come in and just blow away all these people and these mass murders. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah, they just it's wipe crazy. it, you know, they just wipe us out, especially, you know, the kids. I mean, like, right. yeah. Sandy Hook School, it's like, oh, my God, you know, they mm-hmm. were like six years old. You know, right. what was your point in this? And then the, I, the terrorists. So, you know, the vast majority of the world's not like that. We're not like that. Exactly. These guys right, are grabbing yeah, the headlines. Yeah. I think we ought to be given to love the headline every day, like this David mm-hmm. Rainey just had on. I mean, what a powerhouse that guy. He is so optimistic. Yeah. I want to get some of that stardust. And can you sprinkle that on my head, man, because that's no, going to no. make me wake up <laughs> no. first thing in the morning. I'm like, uh, wow, I just woke up. Cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. it's time to get up already. No. <laughs> I love but that song, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I just feel I do too. Let's talk about your book, The Beginner's Guide to Inner Peace, uh, Beyond Diapers, How Not to Allow, Not to Wallow, excuse me, in Your Own Poop. I love that title. Talk about that book. Well, you know, in my own weird little way, that's sort of my vengeance on the world. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, hap- what happened is, you know, I mean, I'm like Her Majesty the Baby. You know, when we have a temper tantrum, and I see anybody that has a temper tantrum, I don't care how old they are, I just see this little baby in a soiled diaper. <laughs> so it kind right, of diffuses yeah. you know, the situation for me, no matter what's going on. And, you know, and it, it has really helped me advance my own personal ability to forgive. <laughs> and since that's the mm-hmm. key to my peace of mind, I'm really interested in being a master of forgiveness. <laughs> I don't want to hold a right. grievance. I don't want to hold a grudge. I don't want to seek revenge. I just... I don't want to exactly. use that in my life, you know. So, whatever, no matter how insane they behave, I just view it all as a cry for love, you know. And mm-hmm. if it's not a call for love, then um, then it is love. And so, uh, we as the teachers of love, which is what a loveologist is, by the way, you know, we have to be teachers of love. We've been called to be a teacher, and we have to teach something. We might as well teach the highest, you know, level of learning we can get to, which is to teach love. And so you learn to see the two things going on in the world. There's just an awful lot of cry for love in the world. I mean, almost everything that's wrong with the world is a cry for love with the recognition that all we have to do is apply love to the situation and we can heal it. Don't you believe yeah. that? I do. I do believe yeah. that. Because you do see it. You see it played out in so many different from, you know, everything we're seeing on the news today, from the – um, the mass murders and even the arguments over the Confederate flag and all that kind of stuff. I do think the one thing that is missing, and I think part of it is because everyone doesn't understand each other, but missing is love. If we had that love and compassion for each other, then we'd be able to hear we'd be able to hear each other, you know, and 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 to work work from that space of love, and and work towards fixing everything. So I do agree with you, Deb. and really and do. you know recognizing that we. Uh, came from one source, and so we're all mm-hmm. trying to trace, go backtrack in time to try to get to identifying that source, so we'll understand what our own identification and name is. And this right. is what you know. Until we can understand that we are the same, 
quit mm-hmm. seeing what we perceive to be differences. We're not different. We all want the same right. thing. I mean, we want to be happy. We want to, you know, contribute something to, to the world. We want to just live our life as peacefully as possible while we're here. You know, we mm-hmm. want to advance whatever it is. We want to find out, you know, what this, our purpose is and, you know, what goes on after we die or leave this plane, you know, is this it or whatever. You know, everybody's trying to discover that. And so if you recognize that you have this eternal nature within your center, which is called love, it doesn't die. It can't die. And so if we can latch on to that, you know, we're filled with hope. There's a reason, you know, to live. There's something that's eternal that's not going to die. So we overcome the thought of death, and then we're not afraid. And once you lose your fear, you know, then you're home free. (laughs) And it's somewhere Absolutely. in the Bible, I'm Absolutely. not really real familiar. It says, you know, the last to overcome will be death. You know, mm-hmm. all the fear revolves yeah. around death, and so if we can eliminate mm-hmm. that thought from our mind, our mind, then we don't have fear, and then you become a master teacher of love, and you just stand your ground no matter how crazy it's going on out there. You always recognize that's a cry for love. Then you supply mm-hmm. what's being called for, and the situation is diffused and it's healed. So we all have the ability to do that and the power, and uh, if we can just recognize it without reacting with our own ego and blowing up, you know, and then go, you know, wow, you know, you must really be hurting or you wouldn't be acting out. That's what Beyond Diapers is all about. It's like getting out of the baby stage. You have your temper tantrum, but you you, you don't have to sit in that soiled diaper all day long. If you get into a five-day diaper, you're really going to be miserable. So. Yeah, absolutely. Website and uh, read excerpts if you want to, and buy the book online. It's really cheap, like two or three bucks, something like that. Beyond Diapers dot info, (laughs) and you also have that up on your your radio page. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Oh, no problem at all. No problem at all. So briefly, tell us. I know you have a couple syndicated independent music radio shows. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. That's just something that I happen to do. I've had. Uh, probably close to 30,000 artists on my shows by now because I'm getting so old and senile, I can't figure out how to stop it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not sure, but I do believe that I actually originated the first independent music radio show on a commercial level starting in 1986. Oh, in wow. In Oklahoma City. Awesome. And, uh, awesome. you know, and then I started syndicate I did the Colorado Wave when I was in a small station in Colorado like in two thousand and then um I started I syndicated the show in two thousand five actually so that's been syndicated for ten years. That's a hard business. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. And um <laughs> you know you know, I just love the music. Like I heard David Rain's song, I thought, man, that's what it's all about. Just, you know, really a groovy vibe, an elevated message. These people are so humble uh, you know, he's probably doing better than most of them, you know, probably not a billionaire, but that's okay because he's a happy camper. And so, you exactly. know, it's just so great music, and I know you support the independent artists, and I just think more power to them, man. You know, I'm not a musician. I know you are, but all I can do is just be somebody that appreciates, you know. Right. I mean, the music I play, you know, yeah, I mean, you can go and, you know, there's nothing on commercial radio that, can outshine what we're playing. I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can go to the ColoradoWave.com and, um, you know, also listen to all my shows. I've got something like, you know, 
300,000 subscribers to the podcast. Wow, that's <laughs> you know, awesome. I've got in, uh, AM and FM stations all over the world that I've just managed to trip into, and some of them actually contact me now. I've been doing it for so long, and they're looking for shows. That's so, great. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's a lot of work. It's sometimes a thankless task, and I, I can't tell you what keeps me doing it. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to have to give it up and turn it over to somebody else crazier than me. But for the time being, you know, I mean, I still kind of got it going on a little bit. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, I mainly I can't think of anything I mean, yeah. else to do. <laughs> I went on your webpage and you have a lot of shows, a lot of following. That's that's awesome. That's that's awesome for real. So, yeah, you know, I, I, tell everyone, tell everyone. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would say tell everyone where they can keep up with you. Um, I know you're on social media, and, um, of course, your your website's once again. You know, um, I've got several domain names, and they all, you know, flow back into the one domain name, you know, with the beyonddiapers.info for my book, uh, the Colorado okay. Wave, W-A-V. Everything I do is a wave. You know, it's like the love wave, the Colorado Wave, yeah. music wave, <laughs> worldwide waves. You know, I just put the wave on the end of everything. So, you know, I like to wave. Waving is good. Right. <laughs> so, but, it you know, is. if you want to really submit is. a song, you you know, you can submit a song for the show. You can listen to the shows on demand or, you know, go out and explore the world of all these great radio stations all over the planet. You know, it's on the Radio Seagull, which is this radio ship, which I just love. It's moored off the uh, coast of the Netherlands. Can you imagine that, a radio ship? How would you like to go have your show on a radio ship. (laughs) I mean, I just think it's really cool. I get excited. I mean, I I had a high school radio station pick up my show. It, like, excited me beyond belief. You think I just won the lottery. I don't even get paid for it. It's like, oh, I'm so cool. This is so cool to high school kids. I just love it. That's awesome. You know, know, but the music is really good. And, of course, I have to listen to everything because it's on terrestrial stations. So, some of the musicians will put a funny word in there every once in a while. I have to get my little cutting tools out and kind of snip it, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know anyway, all about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, I'm like, really, you spent $10,000 to record this so no one could play it? <laughs> you right. Know? And exactly. I do another show with right. um, some guys on uh, Indy 104i Radio LA, which is all independent music, you know, and some talk shows, and it's called Band Talk, and that's every Wednesday on Indy104.com, and we do the show live Wednesdays at uh, 11 a.m. California time. And we just talk about uh, tips for bands, you know, how to avoid pitfalls, how to get your contracts, uh, how to book tours, uh, what kind of publicity you can get, how to get your music on radio stations. I mean, we've probably done, you know, at least 100 shows that are, we have those archived as a podcast, too, if you just go through and look at it and see if there's something in there that you need help with. You know, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. lie just as well as anybody else about this business. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, we can save bands some serious time, you know, in figuring out a map or, or a road plan to maybe, you know, move, move themselves ahead a little bit better, like licensing deals for your music, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Okay. So I do that, and um, anyway... That's it. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> well, they know enough about me, but I do want to thank you so much um, for taking the time and coming on here and talking about love. Because I think, like you said, it's the one thing that we're we're afraid of, one thing that the world is missing, 
you know, if we all, you know, worked from that space of love, I think we'd be in a much better place. But I thank you for coming on, and I encourage everyone to go to your website and to your podcast and to everything you have going on and just anything that can feed your spirit, we need to read and we need to listen to. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for all the good work you do and for keeping the flow of positive thought going out there on the Internet too, man. We need more of we need to clone about a thousand more guys like you out there today. <laughs> I Thanks. appreciate it. Have a, Thank have you so a great much. evening, and we'll uh, stay t- we'll stay in touch on Facebook. Absolutely, Carmen. Thank you. Have a great one. Okay. Love everybody. Bye bye. Bye. And I uh, thank those out to Carmen Allgood for joining us tonight. For more information about her and about love and everything she's doing, go to our Facebook page. We'll be right back.
started, go on, put your hands up. If you wanna get it started, go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up. Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. If you can't get a party, go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up. The newly redesigned 2018 Subaru Outback, our most adventurous Outback yet. Get 0% financing on an Outback today. Learn more at SubaruofKennesaw.com. Cannot be combined with any other incentive financing to well-qualified applicants. Subject to credit approval, vehicle insurance approval, and vehicle availability. No down payment required. See participating retailers for details. Offer expires 11 30 Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.